Kingdom Kids. My name is Miss Flower, but you may call me May. Meet my new friend here, Plymouth. We are here today to let you know how important it is to be thankful. Plymouth here last night almost became dinner, but I looked into his sweet eyes, and now we are best friends. He is so thankful. This Thanksgiving season, our Kingdom Kids will learn that it's very important that God desires that we have a heart of gratitude, right? Yes. And we need to show our appreciation to other people in giving our thanks to God. This month, our Kingdom Kids, and you too. And this month, our kids will also learn how to make praise and thanksgiving a part of their daily lives and how to take time each day to pray to God. And those prayers are not just to ask for stuff. Let's remember this wonderful time of year, especially to take time to focus on everything God has done in our lives and then thank Him from our hearts for it. He loves us so, so much, and God is good all the time. Okay, Kingdom Kids, Miss Mayflower signing off, and I don't know where Plymouth went. So we will see you soon. Happy Thanksgiving, and remember to be thankful in all things. Hello. Good morning, everybody. I brought a friend with me today. It's the Star of Bethlehem. A very bright star, yes. And the reason I brought this star with me is to let you know that we are having breakfast in Bethlehem and everyone is invited. Breakfast in Bethlehem will be on December 10th, which is the second Saturday of December. And we'd love to have everyone here join us. Now, it will be breakfast, obviously, because it is in the name. There will be an interactive play. Um, it'll be in here in the sanctuary, and um, it'll be fun. So we hope you can join us. Also, out on the front patio after church, we will have a computer or the iPad, so you can sign up. Um, you can also sign up online on our church website, and uh, we're using or having or asking, I should say, donations, um, any amount, and all the donations will go to our youth group, Crossroads, to help them with future um, expenses for their ministry and so forth. So um, it would really bring a lot of brightness and joy to the Bethlehem Star should you attend this event. So we hope to see you there. Thank you. All right, and uh, Kingdom Kids, it's time to head on to the uh, back doors there. Let's give them a round of applause as the kids go to Kingdom Kids. Great ministry to all of the kids. Meet your teachers back there, and we'll see you after service. And we've got a few announcements. Uh, my name is Jordan. I'm the youth director here at The Well. Uh, first off, yesterday we actually had a men's breakfast uh, a bunch of us guys got together, had some food, fellowship, uh, and the Bible, which, you know, I guess that's all you really need at a, at a gathering like that. But we had about 24 guys there. Uh, Matt and Jody put it on, so thank you to you guys for putting that on. And thank, thank you to all the guys that came out. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, you know, it's always encouraging. You know, Matt shared his testimony. Uh, and it's always encouraging, I think, for us as believers to hear everyone's story. You know, I didn't know that uh, about some of those things about Matt. It was just very encouraging to know you know, you're like, man, I don't know someone else, you know, went through similar things. Uh, and so it's very encouraging. Uh, and so I believe we'll have some more things in the future for men's group. So stay tuned with that. Uh, and because it is our first Sunday, we like to just share ways that you can all get connected, especially if you're new. Uh, we have welcome cards. There's some in the front or the front of the back of the front the chair in front of you. There you go. What do they call that? The seat back? Seat back. There you go. Uh, there's welcome cards. There's also prayer cards if, if you have a prayer request. Uh, there's the church app you can download. Uh, see me if you have questions about that. There's some things you have to go through to do that. We also have our email list and, of course, our, our website uh, to get connected and see what we're all about. Uh, second, third, oh, Betty. Betty has an announcement for us. 
Good morning. Um, as most of you know, that we get a um, gift bag ready for continuing care. But this year, we're going to get a basket. And we're going to, we, want, we need to fill it with. These are the things that you can do to help us. We need chapstick, lotion, hair ties, toothbrushes, toothpaste, deodorant. And the toothbrushes need to be one individual covered, not just where you can buy six and then divide them all out because we need to keep it sanitized. So there's, there is a trunk in the commons underneath the TV screen, and when you bring them, just put them inside there. And this is going. I'm just excited this year because Wendy, who works at at Triple C, um, gave me a big list of things that we can get, and I'm just I'm just excited for all the list. And then we can put them in the, the little basket, and then get um, cellophane. I can't use my two arms. <laughs> Use cellophane and decorate, you know, pull them all up, put a big bow on it. And I think it's just going to be a lot of fun this year. And there's going to be more. There's lists out on the uh, cart. So you can take it home and remember to get it. So thank you for helping us. Cool. Thank you, Betty. And finally, a couple of youth announcements. Uh, we've been doing a food drive to help the help of Ojai. Um, and all the people in our community. And so there's a huge uh, kind of, I guess, just bunch of food that we already have back there. I got here at 8, and I noticed a whole bunch. And then even going back, you know, right before service, people have brought more in. So thank you to everyone who's brought it in. This is something we are doing with the youth group uh, that we do on Wednesdays. But everyone is more than welcome to just participate and join in uh, and just serving our community in that way. If you have any more details about that, if you want to, you know, give... Uh, to our food drive, you can talk to me uh, or Tina if she's around uh, for more details about that. And finally, we will be having a Thanksgiving, a fancy Thanksgiving dinner for the youth. This will be November 16th from 6 to 8. It's going to be here, semi-formal to formal. So if you have a suit, I'd totally recommend wearing that. Uh, if not, so we're going to have dinner. We're just going to have fun, games, and just a chance to celebrate Thanksgiving together. And that's it for announcements. So uh, this morning we have something very special, and uh, uh, just uh, not too long ago, we had an opportunity to meet uh, Paul Lenderman, we call him Brother Paul around here, and uh, since then the Lord has blessed our relationship, and uh, I'm going to not spend too much time introducing him, I'll, I'll let, let uh, Paul bring you up to speed on, on his ministries and, and how God's using him here in the Ojai Valley and really in Turek County, uh, but we're, we're blessed, he, he shared, he told me what he's going to be sharing uh, from the word this morning, and, and I'm, it's just so appropriate mm. for the crazy times that we're living. Um, so come on up, Paul, and right. uh, bring the word. Thank you, Richie. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. I'm so honored to be back here at the well. I always look forward to speaking here and just being with God's people and, and seeing each and every one of you. So thank you for being here Thank you for waking up and being here on time. And uh, anybody come early today? All right, three of you. That's good. Okay, all right, that's all right. All right, well, I'm glad to see all of you. So honored again uh, to be here. Um, as Richie said, let me just give you a couple uh, quick updates here. As Pastor Richie mentioned, uh, my name is Paul Linderman. I am the founder of Mark Ministries. Um, I also work at Assisted Hospice, which is one of the local hospices here. I'm the bereavement coordinator and the lead chaplain for that particular organization, but I also work with Mark Ministries. Mark Ministries is a very unique uh, ministry that God has started here uh, in this area. And basically, the story can't, comes about is my brother believed in this ministry before I did. My brother, uh, uh, Mark, who lived over in North Carolina a student pastor over there had been talking about um, me starting a nonprofit here in California. Uh, he said, You've, you know, you're doing Bible studies, you're leading people to Christ, you're doing grief counseling, you're helping churches, you're singing, you're doing all of these things, you need to start a nonprofit. Well, I, I put that off, put that off, and then March the 1st, 2018, 
my brother contacted me that morning, that was a Thursday, and said, you really need to start this ministry. I really believe God wants you to do that, and I'm going to send you the first $300 to get it started. An hour and a half later, I got a call that my brother had passed away at the age of 40, left a wife and three kids behind. And suddenly, everything changed in my world, my family's world. And Mark went to heaven. An hour and a half, two hours later, after he strongly was convinced I needed to start this. So I waited a year after officiating his service, waited a year, tried to go through my own grief experience and journey. And then we launched Mark Ministries in March of 2019, a year later. We started ministering and and reaching people and all of that. And then the pandemic hit the next year and things changed again. And so as we now have adapted to the situation and as we have continued to start different groups and so forth, and now three years after my brother encouraged me to start that before he went on to heaven, we are now in just about every city in Ventura County. And we now have bereavement groups in, within churches. And the well is one of our partner churches uh, where we have a grief group here every month on the first Wednesday of the month at four o'clock. And currently we're meeting over at First Baptist. And so the well and Live Oak and First Baptist have partnered together, providing that particular group for the Ojai Valley area. And just recently, we launched our first group in Oakview. Yay! We've been praying for that for a long time. So we have the Ojai group is the first Wednesday, and the Oakview group is the third. So it's two weeks, and people can actually go to both of them. And that's great. And so we're down there at two or three churches that are partnering down there, trying to come together and do that. And so I go in as a nationally certified grief counselor and a thanatologist, I'm able to go in there and to be able to provide support with sharing and teaching and open Q&A and just to really provide that support. Because one thing I've learned is that 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, where the Apostle Paul said that believers sorrow and grieve just like unbelievers. However, we have a hope that's in Christ, but we still grieve. And so we're, we've started this particular part of the ministry where we're partnering with churches to comfort the grievers but also to equip the believers and also to reach the unbelievers. And now to become the reliever. I, I come in and help pastors and churches uh, throughout our county and just to come in if they need some support. Because uh, I was a pastor for 17 years, so I have an idea of kind of where their heart is just to come in to be able to support all of you. So please continue to pray for Mark Ministries. Uh, it's, it's going really well. There's so many open doors and there's so many more doors that I see God already starting to open as um, soon I'll have my certification in child and adolescent grief counseling because it's really hard to find one focused on young people. And there, with all the overdoses that are taking place recently, which right now there's a six to nine month on death certificates for young people because there's been so many, 100,000 or so a year now. And I officiate about 100 memorial services every year. And right now about a third of those are younger people. So it's really a, a pan, an epidemic, basically, that's really happening. Um, and so a lot of children, a lot of people don't have their dads or moms anymore. And so there's this big hole there, and God's really put on my heart to really reach them. So that's something that we're uh, in the process of doing. Um, obviously, working with uh, dementia residents in Ojai and throughout the county. I'm a music therapist as well, so I love singing to them. I love seeing a 90-year-old uh, lady with dementia when I start singing, You are my sunshine, my only... And to see her stand up and start dancing, it is quite something. And then it actually enables her to speak. It's quite uh, amazing. And so God's just doing so many things through that and spiritual guidance. Um, as you leave today, as you go out these back doors to your right there, uh, where the, the, the tithes and offerings are, please make sure you, you, know, you take care of that. Don't give me your tithe or offering, okay? All right? But on that table, there is a newsletter beside that. 
And on that newsletter, it gives you an update from the previous month. And it tells you about, I think we had nine people saved uh, through Christ just last month. And so God's doing great things as we minister at Teen Challenge and do a lot of different things. I'll be speaking there in another week or so. And just so many things are going on. Then there's also a card, red, white, and blue card back there. And it's got my cell number on there and email address. And it tells you kind of what we're doing and ways to individually participate, pray or donate, whatever. Do all, take care of all that, but please pray for us as God has continued doing great things. And so I can't say enough to Pastor Richie and you at the well here. Thank you so much for your love, your prayers and support. And it means so much. And I'm so honored to partner with you to really make a difference in this world. It's really wonderful. So thank you again for being here. I am so honored to be here. I have to say you picked a great Sunday to come to church. A great Sunday. Not because I'm here, not because Pastor Richie is not speaking here today, not because I'm speaking, but I really believe the Lord's going to do the speaking today. I really does. And as Pastor Richie would say, we can only speak to ears, but the Lord speaks to hearts. And our prayer is that that's what the Holy Spirit will do here today. And if you're visiting today, I strongly encourage you to come back next week and hear Pastor Richie. And make sure you come here. This is a wonderful place, and the light uh, here at the well is just shining throughout this community. And so I'm just so honored again to be here. I'm going to speak to you on one verse today, uh, give you something that I hope will be helpful. And it's found in John chapter 16, verse number 33. And I want to speak to you on this subject be of good cheer, or we may say, take heart, take heart. Jesus speaks here in John 16, 33. He says, These things I have spoken unto you. That in me you may have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation or trials or sorrow. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Father, bless us now. We know you're here. We know we have your blessing on here. But God, I pray that you do something unique here today. I pray, God, that you would speak to every heart. And I pray that you draw us closer to you. We need you. We need you so much. Thank you for the adoration time and the the music and everything said and done. And I just pray again that you would just speak to every single person here. We love you and we'll give you the praise and glory for it all. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. You know, I think everybody likes a cheerleader. Everybody likes to be cheered on. Everyone likes it when somebody just encourages you to take heart, to dig deeper. I remember growing up playing sports, and I played soccer, I played basketball, I I tried to play baseball, and after getting hit in the face with a a baseball playing shortstop, I decided not to do that any longer and stick with those big, uh, larger soccer balls and basketballs. But I'll never forget when I was uh, playing basketball and the cheerleading squad was on the side there, and I was struggling or we were having difficulty. It was always so important and helpful to hear those cheerleaders, two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? Paul, Paul, Paul. And that just motivated me. And boy, my heart was encouraged. And and I wanted just to get out there and play harder and play better defense and shoot better and kick the ball in the net. Oh, I just wanted to play harder. um, I think we all like a cheerleader. Anybody have a dog at your house? Okay, uh, one of my one of my biggest cheerleaders is a dog. You know, dogs are great cheerleaders. They just encourage you. They cheer you on. They're there. They just love you unconditionally. And they just man, they I love dogs. I also remember playing sports growing up, and my dad was one of my biggest cheerleaders. My dad um, has kind of uh, a let me say this respectfully a big mouth, and so he would love to cheer us on. He would say that too. Um, and as I would play too, my dad would yell out in front of everyone, that's my boy, 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 as it would echo throughout the entire field or gymnasium. And I needed needed that. And my face would turn as red as my uniform. And I'd look over at the guys, whose dad? Is that your dad? Whose dad is that? But my dad loved to do that. I needed that encouragement. And that's kind of what Jesus is doing here. He's saying, be of good cheer or take heart. I want to give you some encouraging words. And then he goes into a one thing that's presented in this verse. And he says, you're going to have problems. It's like, yay. All right, Jesus, give me these cheerful words. Cheer me up. You're going to have a lot of problems in this world. You know, so we see here that there are overwhelming problems that we face 
in life. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation or trials or sorrow. That word tribulation comes from the word trouble or troublation, which means not just one problem, but a time of trouble, a journey of problems and difficulties. I love that here because Jesus is actually telling his, his followers that in this world, it's not perfect. It's broken and you're going to have difficulties and challenges and problems. It's to be expected. You cannot avoid it. It's a definite thing. I'm glad also that as he's speaking to this group of people, he reminds us today that you are not alone in your difficulties. You're not alone in your problems. We all have these challenges and difficulties. And I love this too, because we shouldn't blame God for our problems and difficulties, even though a lot of people do that. I've done that before. I have a lot of people that uh, question God when it comes to life's challenges or when they lose somebody. And why did God take them? Why is God punishing me? Why is God mean to me? Why doesn't God smile down on me? Here, Jesus, the very son of God, God in the flesh, is actually prophesying and saying, let me tell you what's going to happen in life. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. You're going to have challenges. You're going to lose your health. You're going to lose people you love. You're going to have aches and pains. And you're going to have time change to go through. You're going to have these uh, difficulties and obstacles that you're going to face in life. Job chapter 14 verse 1. Job said, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Uh, Job here is looking at his life and Job lost his family and Job lost his uh, business and his estate and his home and so many other things. And so as he reflects, he, uh, he's saying here in this book here, basically, wow, compared to eternity, life is short. It's just a few days and it's full of problems, full of difficulties. Most people believe that the book of Job was one of the first books ever written chronologically. So it's been around from the very beginning of time. Jesus would also say in another place that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Speaking of the rain that falls out of the sky, it lands on a person, whether they have faith in God or no faith in God. So basically everyone fills the rain, just like everybody fills problems. We go through that. I used to believe that once you got saved, you gave your life to God, everything would be a bed of roses. Everything would be easy. And guess what? That's not true. Because as we, even as we follow God, there are obstacles and difficulties that come our way. Read the book of Acts. They had difficulty after challenge, after challenge, after challenge, as we follow the Lord. We live in a world of overwhelming problems. Now, how many of you are alive today? Would you raise your hand? Look at the person beside you. Make sure they're still breathing. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Everybody's still alive. Okay. Raise your hand if you had a birthday. We had uh, any time, uh, January through December, just out of curiosity. Uh, anybody? Okay. Not just November. Okay. Good. Everybody. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Now, third question. How many of you have ever had a problem in your life? Would you raise your hand? Uh, raise your hand if the problem is sitting beside you. No, don't do that. <laughs> You know, one of my biggest problems I've ever had was dealing with wisdom teeth. Uh, anybody ever had a toothache? Obviously, yes, we have. I do not like toothaches. Toothaches are painful. I'll never forget a few years ago, uh, my bottom two wisdom teeth came in sideways very aggressively, very aggressively. And I had to go under emergency surgery right before Christmas. So they went in and took out the two wisdom teeth uh, through Christmas. You know, I just was, you know, I was not doing pretty, very well. It was a long procedure. Two weeks later, I was actually finally doing a, a lot better at that time. So we went out to eat at a restaurant for my wife's birthday and went out to eat there. And um, I won't say the name of the restaurant, but it rhymes with dang. Okay, P.F. Chang's. Okay, so went out to P.F. Chang's in Thousand Oaks. We ate there, and I took one bite, first meal after the surgery, one bite, and I split the next tooth right where the wisdom tooth was taken out. Split it right in two. I was in worse pain now than I had been with the wisdom teeth. It was terrible. It was terrible. It reminds me of the poem um, that somebody wrote called My Aching Tooth. It says, my aching tooth is killing me, can't even drink a cup of tea. It must be bad. My mouth is sore. My jaw feels weird. Can't take much more. What can I do to stop the pain? I might just scream or go insane. And suddenly it's getting worse. It hurts so much I want to curse. 
But instead, I'll pray down on my knees. Oh, God, provide a dentist, please. Let him extract, but knock me out. Now start the meds or I will shout. And when we're done, no time to waste. Must floss and brush with more toothpaste. If I do live to 99, no more toothaches. Dentures are fine. You see, toothaches are part of this broken world in which we live. And things ache and break. And Jesus said, don't be surprised. Be of good cheer. It's okay. Overwhelming problems are part of this journey. But I'm so glad he didn't stop there. There are overwhelming problems, but there's also overflowing peace. Overflowing peace. He said, in me you may have peace. Now notice he didn't say, in me you will. You, you have no choice against the matter. You have it. It's automatic. It just comes your way. No, he says, in me you may have peace. You know why? Because a lot of people, even believers, live in this life, go through problems, but do not have peace. It's possible if you want it. There's no other place to find this perfect and complete peace except in Jesus Christ. He is the one who brings that peace. I love my family. My wife of 26 years, my four daughters, my little dog. She's also a female. Are you guys praying for me? I'm surrounded at my house, okay? All right. Um, I love my North Carolina family. That's where I'm from. In case you're visiting. Oh, God bless you. A Tar Heel fan right over there, okay? I love my North Carolina family. You love your wonderful family. I love mine. But my family cannot bring me complete peace. Your wonderful family cannot give you lasting peace. Somebody said families are like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts in them. <laughs> I'm going to have a nut in your family, okay? All right, good. We do, you know why? Because our families cannot bring us perfect peace and complete peace. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect or complete peace whose mind is fixed on thee because he trusts in thee. God will keep us in complete, perfect peace if we fix our minds on Him. I'm so glad we had that time of adoration where we could just fix our minds and we could just stay our thoughts on Jesus. What do we think about? Do we think about my situation more than we do my Savior? Where do we fix our minds? Do we have peace of mind? I love Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 is a beautiful passage of scripture. The apostle Paul is sitting in a prison cell and he's writing about joy. That sounds like a subject for a prison cell. Joy, this spiritual lasting happiness that comes from a relationship with God. This joy that is constant even in the face of trials and difficulties. Philippians 4 verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. What does rejoice mean? It means joy, but you rejoy. You rejoice. It's constant. It continues because it's in the Lord. He goes on, Philippians 4 verse number 6, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And what is the result of that? The peace of God will do what? It will keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Have you ever thought you were losing your mind or am I the only one in here? Anybody else ever lost your mind? Some of you lost it. You're still looking for it. I get it. Okay. That phrase, I've lost my mind comes from that verse, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 there. Because the way to keep your mind without losing your mind is when we look to God. And so many people are losing their minds or they're losing heart. No, Jesus said, take heart. Don't lose your heart. Don't lose your mind. Keep it fixed on me. When the worries come and the anxieties come, surrender them to me. Give them to me. If you try to keep them yourself, you will lose your mind. Now, I work in the medical field and healthcare, and I understand there are times there are chemical and other imbalances and other times of loss and so forth and psychiatric needs where you may need to go to a psychiatrist or psychologist and you may need some medicinal support. I totally get that. But I honestly believe that we need a well-balanced view of this thing. So many people jump strictly to medication or other things without even considering Jesus. And then some people may go the other direction as well. Why not first look to Christ? Why not first look to Him? You may need other support, but let's not forget Jesus. He will keep us in complete peace. 
In the book, The History of Winchester Firearms by Dean Borman, he writes, Thousands of people each year visit the Winchester Mansion in San Jose, California. This massive structure was built by Sarah Winchester. You'll see a picture in a moment. The widow of the gun company owner. For 38 years from 1884 until her death in 1922, the house was under constant construction. Teams of carpenters, masons, and other workers were employed around the clock. Various stories have been told about the reason for this unusual practice. Most of them center on Mrs. Winchester's belief that she was either haunted or would be haunted by the ghost of those killed by her husband's weapons, unless she kept building her house. Others claim that she thought she would not die as long as the building continued. Whatever the reason, she continued ordering more renovations and construction as long as she lived. There are more than 10,000 windows in the Winchester Mansion. Doorways and stairways that lead to blank walls and some 160 rooms in total. It is estimated that she spent more than $70 million in today's money on largely pointless construction. All in a desperate search for peace that was ultimately doomed to fail. End of quote. Searching for peace. In any way possible. And our world today is looking for peace. We pray for peace in Jerusalem, just as the psalmist wrote. We pray for peace in the Middle East. We pray for peace in our own country and around the world. My friends, the answer is in the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. It is in Christ. And we have peace with God, Romans 5, 1, through our Lord Jesus Christ. When we come to God uh, and humble ourselves and we look to Christ for salvation, we have that peace with God. But so many believers have peace with God, but they don't have the peace of God. That's a choice we must make. May I say that could be a daily choice. Because we have overwhelming problems all around us. But there is overflowing peace, more than enough, abundant for each and every one of us found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the last thing Jesus speaks here in this verse, we see the overcoming power, overcoming power. He said, be of good cheer, take heart. I have overcome the world. This world is powerful, but Jesus is the overcoming power Within us. Ephesians 3.20 says that there is a power that works within us. And that is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ within us. As I minister and try to reach the community with the gospel. And bringing hope to each one. I meet people who are overcome with emotion. Grief. Loss. And difficulties. Sometimes I can feel overcome too. To be honest with you. I'll never forget someone asked me. said. Paul, so how are you doing? And I said, well, under the circumstances, I'm doing okay. And immediately the Holy Spirit said to me, what are you doing under there? Because with Christ, you are an overcomer, not an undercomer. You can overcome. Even the difficulties and challenges and the things that we deal with. Why? Because Christ lives within us. We are overcomers. He is the overcomer. 1 John 5, 4. I love this verse. For whoever is born of God, every child of God, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes or defeats the evil in the world, even our faith. So Jesus Christ is the overcomer. When our faith is in him, we are now made overcomers here in this world. How do I minister dealing with people so many times? And there are many times, and wow, some, some days are just, they are overwhelming. Uh, a couple of months ago, I officiated three funerals and one wedding in one day. That was quite a day. Ernie, that was a tough one. Three funerals in one day. I was so afraid, Pastor Richie, I was going to say at the funeral to the groom, I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> or to the bride, I'm sorry for your loss. I don't know if that would have gone over very well. But I was just praying, God, help me through this day. And I realized I cannot do this. I need Christ. I must 
trust in His strength. Because when we understand this, that we're overcomers in Christ, that gives us a humble perspective, realizing who we are and who Christ is, and that we cannot deal with these problems. We can't even gain our own peace by certain. We must have His strength. I love this also. It reminds us that there is also a better place for us. Isn't it wonderful to know that, well, this life is good, but this is not all there is. How many of you know somebody who's already passed away? Would you raise your hand? How many of you know somebody who's in heaven right now? Okay, somebody's passed on the other side. Why? Because Jesus is the overcomer. Remember, Jesus Christ left heaven, came down to this earth for us, lived the perfect sinless life that you and I could never live. Lived that life, and because of his great love, he gave himself to die on that cross shed his perfect sinless blood for each and every one of us. They buried him in a grave, but my friends, the grave could not overcome him. It could not keep him in the grave. He did not stay there. Hallelujah. Our hope is in Jesus, the overcomer, because he overcame the grave and he is alive today. And our hope is in him. And thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We have a risen Savior. It's because Jesus overcome. And when our faith is in him, we are now made overcomers because when I pass away, you read my obituary in the newspaper. I want you to know that I am no longer in the grave. I am in heaven. I am with the Lord forever. And the same for you, my friends, if your faith is in Jesus. He did not stay dead. He is alive. He's the overcomer. And I would also add that this gives us a unique purpose. A minute ago, I asked if you're still alive, and I think that included everyone in here. I want you to know, as long as you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose. Good plans, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Good plans for each one. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm older, or, or let me say it respectfully, I'm more mature than the rest of them. That means you've aged. Is that a nice way to say it, Pastor Richie? You're more mature. You've had a longer time on earth. You're more experienced in this earthly journey. Some of us are younger. Some of us are middle. Some of us are, are older in age. But I want you to know, as long as you're still breathing, God's got a plan for you. Why? Because you are an overcomer. You may not be able to do what you once did, but there is still a reason for you here. God is in you. Christ is with us. Let us be overcome with faith and not fear because of Jesus. Eric was born with a disease called retinoschisis. By the time he was 13 years old, he was completely blind. Rather than focus on what he could not do, he made the choice to focus on what he could do and went much further than almost anyone ever expected. In May of 2001, Eric Weyenmayer accomplished something that only about 150 people per year do, reaching the top of Mount Everest. He is the first blind person in history to succeed in scaling the tallest mountain in the world. He expected to survive the journey, make it through the extreme challenges of climbing without eyesight. And through faith and courage, he scaled that tall mountain right in front of him. Let me ask you something. What is your mountain? What is it that you're trying to scale? What is your challenge? Jesus said, be of good cheer, take heart. Yes, the problems are there. We all have them. Everybody has them. Overwhelming problems at times. But there's overflowing peace that I can give you in the midst of your problems. And then hallelujah, I am the overcoming power and that same power lives in you. Because this is not all there is. And I'm going to help you through this and give you the grace and strength. And one day we're going to live in a world where there are no more problems. No more difficulties, no more death, no more grief because of Christ. So take heart, everybody. Be of good cheer. Now, I want to do this in closing. I want you to say something with, with me. I want you to say, I have problems. You ready? Go ahead. I have problems. Okay. Next, I choose peace. I choose peace. Then I want you to say, I am an overcomer. Now, this time, say a little different instead of, I am an overcomer. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Okay. This time, let's say it like you mean it, you believe it, and you're a little, just a little excited about it. You ready? I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. All right. Go ahead and raise your hands. One or two. It doesn't matter. Okay. Now, let's, let's just say it. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Praise the Lord. Yes, you are. Every single one of you because of Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray together? God, thank you so much for this truth. Thank you, Jesus, for your words. Life is challenging. It's difficult, Lord, but thank you for the peace. Thank you for that overcoming power. Oh, God, thank you so much for overcoming the grave, giving your life on the cross, being buried, and then rising from the dead. Our hope and faith is in you, Jesus. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. No one's looking around. Perhaps you're visiting here today. Perhaps you've been coming here for a while. I just want to ask you a question here. Maybe here and you say, Paul, if I were to die right now, I don't know what would happen to me. I don't know about heaven and Jesus. I don't know if I have that personal relationship with him. I'm not sure if I were to die, I would go to heaven. I don't know that for sure. But boy, something spoke to me this morning. And I want to know that. I'd love to settle that right here and there. No one's looking around. I'm the only one looking around. Would you just be honest enough and and lift your hand really quickly and say, Paul, that's me. I don't know that for sure. I don't know about this safe stuff. That's me. Thank you for being honest. One of you, God bless. Anybody else? Just not sure about this. I'm going to give you a quick opportunity right now. I cannot save you. No one in this room, no one in the world can save you except Jesus. And if you're here today and you would like to accept Christ, I'd like to give you that opportunity. Oh, how he loves you so much. And if you'd like to sell that, you can sell it right where you sit between you and the Lord. Maybe you'd like to say something like this. You can repeat after me, but remember, it's not the words that save us. It must be from your heart to the Lord. Would you pray this, whisper it right there where you sit? Dear Lord Jesus, I realize I am a sinner. And I can't save myself. But I believe you died for me. And rose from the dead. Right now I trust you. As my personal savior. Please come into my life. And forgive me of all my sins. Our heads are bowed. Eyes are still closed. If. If you just prayed that prayer, whether you raised your hand a moment ago or not, you say, I just prayed that briefly, just me, and I'm going to look more. Would you raise your hand as a testimony? Thank you. God bless you and you, three of you. Who else prayed that prayer for the first time? Four or five? God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I encourage you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, write today's date down somewhere. November the 6th. I encourage you to speak to Pastor Richie after the service or Tyler. He'll be in the back. Or myself. We're so happy that you settled that today. Hold fast to that profession. God, thank you so much for the honesty of these who accepted you and pray that today. God, seal it in their hearts. We're so grateful. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, period. God, where you put a period, may we never add a question mark. Oh God, we love you. Thank you for the peace with you and the peace that comes from you. We love you. We thank you. Bless the remainder of this service, I do ask, in the holy and precious name of Jesus. Amen. season, 
Our kingdom kids will learn that it's very important that God desires that we have a heart of gratitude. Right? Yes. And we need to show our appreciation to other people in giving our thanks to God. This month, our kingdom kids, and you too. And this month, our kids will also learn how to make praise and thanksgiving a part of their daily lives and how to take time each day to pray to God. And those prayers are not just to ask for stuff. Let's remember this wonderful time of year, especially to take time to focus on everything God has done in our lives and then thank Him from our hearts for it. He loves us so, so much, and God is good all the time. Okay, Kingdom Kids, Miss Mayflower signing off, and I don't know where Plymouth went. So we will see you soon. Happy Thanksgiving, and remember to be thankful in all things. Hello. Good morning, everybody. I brought a friend with me today. It's the Star of Bethlehem. A very bright star, yes. And the reason I brought this star with me is to let you know that we are having breakfast in Bethlehem and everyone is invited. Breakfast in Bethlehem will be on December 10th, which is the second Saturday of December. We'd love to have everyone here join us. Now, it will be breakfast, obviously, because it is in the name. There will be an interactive play. Um, It'll be in here in the sanctuary, and um, it'll be fun. So we hope you can join us. Also, out on the front patio after church, we will have a computer or the iPad, so you can sign up. Um, You can also sign up online on our church website, and uh, We're using or having or asking, I should say, donations, um, any amount, and all the donations will go to our youth group, Crossroads, to help them with future um, expenses for their ministry and so forth. So um, it would really bring a lot of brightness and joy to the Bethlehem Star should you attend this event. So we hope to see you there. Thank you. All right, and uh, Kingdom Kids, it's time to head on to the uh, back doors there. Let's give them a round of applause as the kids go to Kingdom Kids. Great ministry to all of the kids. Meet your teachers back there, and we'll see you after service. And we've got a few announcements. Uh, My name is Jordan. I'm the youth director here at The Well. Uh, First off, yesterday we actually had a men's breakfast uh, a bunch of us guys got together, had some food, fellowship, uh, and the Bible, which, you know, I guess that's all you really need at a, at a gathering like that. But we had about 24 guys there. Uh, Matt and Jody put it on, so thank you to you guys for putting that on. And thank, thank you to all the guys that came out. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, you know, it's always encouraging. You know, Matt shared his testimony, uh, and it's always encouraging, I think, for us as believers to hear everyone's story. You know, I didn't know that uh, about some of those things about Matt. It was just very encouraging to know you know, you're like, man, I don't know if someone else, you know, went through similar things. Uh, and so it was very encouraging. Uh, and so I believe we'll have some more things in the future for men's groups. So stay tuned with that. Uh, and because it is our first Sunday, we like to just share ways that you can all get connected, especially if you're new. Uh, we have welcome cards. There's some in the front or the front of the back of the front the chair in front of you. There you go. What do they call that? The seat back? Seat back. There you go. Uh, there's welcome cards. There's also prayer cards if, if you have a prayer request. Uh, there's the church app you can download. Uh, see me if you have questions about that. There's some things you have to go through to do that. We also have our email list and, of course, our, our website uh, to get connected and see what we're all about. Uh, second, third, oh, Betty. Betty has an announcement for us. Good morning. Um, As most of you know, that we get a um, gift bag ready for continuing care. But this year, we're going to get a basket. And we're going to, we we need to fill it with, these are the things that you can do to help us. We need chapstick, lotion, 
hair ties, toothbrushes, toothpaste, deodorant. And the toothbrushes need to be one individual covered, not just where you can buy six and then divide them all out because we need to keep it sanitized. So there's going, there is a trunk in the commons underneath the TV screen, and when you bring them, just put them inside there. And this is going. I'm just excited this year because Wendy, who works at at Triple C, um, gave me a big list of things that we can get, and I'm just I'm just excited for all the lists. And then we can put them in the, the little basket, and then get um, cellophane. I can't use my two arms. <laughs> Use cellophane and decorate, you know, pull them all up, put a big bow on it, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun this year. And there's going to be more. There's lists out on the uh, cart, so you can take it home and remember to get it. So thank you for helping us. Cool. Thank you, Betty. And finally, a couple of youth announcements. Uh, we've been doing a food drive to help the help of Ojai. Um, and all the people in our community. And so there's a huge uh, kind of, I guess, just bunch of food that we already have back there. I got here at 8, and I noticed a whole bunch. And then even going back, you know, right before service, people have brought more in. So thank you to everyone who's brought it in. This is something we are doing with the youth group uh, that we do on Wednesdays. But everyone is more than welcome to just participate and join in uh, and just serving our community in that way. If you have any more details about that, if you want to, you know, give... Uh, to our food drive. You can talk to me uh, or Tina if she's around uh, for more details about that. And finally, we will be having a Thanksgiving, a fancy Thanksgiving dinner for the youth. This will be November 16th from 6 to 8. It's going to be here semi-formal to formal. So if you have a suit, I'd totally recommend wearing that. Uh, if not, so we're going to have dinner. We're just going to have fun, games, and just a chance to celebrate Thanksgiving together. And that's it for announcements.